Hello there! Welcome to the world of Pokémon. My name is Brayden. My name is Will. And this is a podcast called Beyond the Ball, where the two of us endeavor to read the whole Pokédex, one Pokémon at a time, uh, forever. Welcome back. This is, uh, episode 227. How you doing, Will? Good, I just, um... I'm just sort of gazing at this week. It's this week's Pokemon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's very gazable, and, I think. And and sort of trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. Um, yeah. I, maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but genuinely, that's going. What's going on with me right now? So I'm <laughs> kind of perplexed a little bit by what I am looking at. That's good. That's a, a good place to start, I think, for for any episode we do. Honestly, yeah. Uh, is is yeah. mild. Perplexed. I'm ready to learn. Um. That, that 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 quotient kind of goes up or down, usually depending on the entries. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't have a lot. But yeah, I don't know. To... I, uh, yeah, I'm like we should probably chat about other stuff because uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, we don't have that many entries for yeah. this one. Yeah, no. Uh, I escaped a room last night. Oh, how was that? Was it sci-fi themed? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was a. It was. It was a spaceship we we all got into uh, to to Ooh, escape something Earth. Go wrong with that spaceship. Yeah, we're, we're, we were leaving the Earth because Earth is pretty clearly not good. Um, was that the reason stated at the escape room? They they, they were like vague, but yeah, you it's like you you all got on the spaceship to to escape Earth because uh, Earth is uh, not in great shape. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which is like you know an easy premise to role play, I think. For yeah, anyone. yeah. Uh, so we got in these little like uh, states like cryopod things uh to get launched into space so we like you know held on to these little bars and these little tube things um wow looked out the window slash video of uh like (laughs) you know a camera on a a rocket so you were in a full star tours situation yeah sort of simulated launch yeah definitely like they had like a little bit of rumbling and stuff uh there so it was neat. Yeah, then things went wrong. You know, the we had to like you know turn on the main power, but we had to you know get to the the operations manual to do that, and then you know just like pulling out fusion cells that were in like little display things where you put your hand in the glove and then grab it because they're like you know radioactive or whatever. Um, mm. And so we were like you know putting those in the right slots. So yeah, it was it was fun. Um, it was it was my first time escaping a room, uh, and I was a little How apprehensive because I'm not like a a, a super puzzle uh, centric kind of person. But um, they were fun. Uh, I liked it, and they were like all all the all the puzzles were like just tricky enough that they weren't like they weren't not stumping too easy, us, but still satisfying. Yeah, exactly. Um, like there's a couple things we got stuck on where we just didn't you know it's like oh there's a thing like right there we just didn't like rummage around in there enough to find it and mm, stuff mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it was it was like you know it was it was a fairly small one um it was like the the time limit was one hour and we did it in like 35 ish minutes okay i think the person said the record was like around 20 or something which at that point so it a feels pretty like good showing all things considered yeah although it's also like you know, we had a whole hour. We could have hung out in there, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's yeah, sometimes right. it's like, oh, I kind of want to keep going. But it was cool. I want to get my full hour's worth. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, 
we managed to turn the the AI navigation off so it didn't send us into a black hole and uh, oh, good. found found a habitable habitable planet to to accurately land on uh, and and survived so it was cool all in 35 minutes yeah even it was it was great my only um I mean, I don't have any... I haven't ever done an escape room either, but mm-hmm. I have been playing those uh, exit, exit games, yeah. which are sort of along the same lines, I assume. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty fun. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I have had, like, for the most part, hit similar uprights of, like, not so difficult that I feel like I just can't solve it, but also challenging enough that it is satisfying to solve yeah if you enjoy those i think you would enjoy like a full-on experience which i think most oh. people would enjoy like you get a group of like a solid group of four people five like we did five and it was fine but i think four is i like, think i would enjoy it i think uh callie would flip for it she's oh a, yeah <laughs> a, a puzzle girly in a big yeah. way hell yeah but yeah i don't know that's that's the uh, the most interesting thing that's happened to me uh since we last spoke i think other than my you know uh continuing spiral into the honkai star rail uh mm, madness sure. yeah um that's where i've been i watched goldfinger last night mm. you seen um, goldfinger you've seen any of those old james bond movies that's the one where he says i don't expect you to talk i expect you to die that's right okay okay i think i watched it at uh, the video store I worked at, so you know, sure. sort of watched it. Sort of halfway. It's it's one of the better like old Bond movies that I yeah. have seen. We've been watching a few of the old ones. Because yeah, um, that, that one seems like a classic. He's got the 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 laser thing going up the table, right? Like yes, that's the what classic. he's like. I expect you to die. He's gonna yeah. cut him in half with this like industrial laser. I really um, liked that vision there that that villain too, because like his primary motivator was he just really liked gold he just really loves gold and in fact that's most of the lyrics of the opening song that's like gold finger is they keep being like he loves gold yeah only gold gold it's like although i mean person (laughs) and he's like kind of a weird like schlubby dude like the opening sequence he's wearing this like weird little terry cloth outfit with like little short shorts look for like poolside gold finger outfit yeah oh there Uh, he is yeah it's amazing he's just a dude (laughs) um but i will say having watched goldfinger i learned some things that were a little distressing one there Mm. is i mean always a lot of like misogyny at play in your old bond movies yeah but this one had um just some straight up sexual assault that they really played like it was romance. It was a rough watch. Yeah. Um, I guess that's to be expected uh, in that era of masculine fantasy. Um, right. And that was. But it was it was rough and tumble. That was Sean Connery um, era, right? It sure was. Sean yeah. Connery, Connery, noted real misogynist. Great. Um, <laughs> and uh, also the guy who played Goldfinger was apparently a nazi 
like in real life. Oh, really? Uh, cool. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were like, uh, the movie was not allowed to be aired in Israel once it came out that the dude was a Nazi. Although subsequently some people came out and said, like, actually he saved our lives. This like Jewish couple who he hid in his basement. So and he left the party before World War Two actually started. But it's also like hmm. you were still a Nazi. though. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, anyway, so uh, the dicey politics of old James Bond are are hardly a surprise, but uh, yeah, it's but just been on my even, mind. Even more complicated than you might have expected from, you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you think of James Bond, the character. Also, I don't know if I should even say the name of the Bond girl from that movie on oh, yeah. our ostensibly family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you can look that up, um, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, man. Um, okay, well, let's let's talk about something normal, like Pokemon. And family-friendly. And, and totally uncomplicated, and no... I think... No, are, you, are you doing a bit right now? A little bit. <laughs> just, Not really you know. normal or uncomplicated, but Listen, yeah, uh, just in different you know, ways. The Pokemon company's not great, but I guess they're not, you know, literal Nazis, so there's that. Right, did you know that Oak, before the war, was... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Did he fight Lieutenant Surge in World War II? <laughs> yeah, right. Professor God. Oak is an assumed name. His original name was Goebbels, actually. Oh, God. Whoops. Wow. Damn. You heard it here first. Uh, Professor Oak, yet again. Damn. We need... We need to we need to get out of here. What's uh we're we're talking about Shrudel today. Yeah, sorry, I led us down a blind a blind alley. No <laughs> outs, no good outs from that topic of conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah Shrudel. What what the heck's with this Shrudel? You hear about Shrudel? Well, you you seen any Shrudels in your time? I have in fact encountered Shrudels in my time because this Pokemon was introduced in the generation that. I actually beat most recently. Yeah. Which is to say the most recent generation. We uh we we get, we got a we got a hot one fresh off the the the, the Pokémon the Poké presses. Oven. Yeah. <laughs> fresh um, out the oven. It's uh it's 944 is the number. So it's up there. Uh it is the toxic mouse Pokémon in a poison that and normal type. Do we think this is the first toxic mouse? I think so. We've had electric mouse. We've and had a I lot of mice. Nido, uh, Nido Quill or whatever. What's it called? <laughs> Nido Queen? Nido Queen? I was trying to think of the first stage Nidorina? evolution. Yeah. Nidoran. Yeah. Nidorina. Anyway, not a mouse, I guess, but close. Poisonous rodent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but... But poison and normal, which uh, is the 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 first type combination, um, yeah, Shrudel is the first Pokemon to have poison and normal as a as a, oh, wow. as a type combination, which I I really like. I think that's an interesting combination. Um, mixing normal with anything is always kind of interesting because it confers it, no benefits. 
Well, it 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 lessens the the downsides of of normal because you you do have the poison advantages, which isn't much to be honest. Um, but also, you're super effective. You're 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 now weak to fighting, right? Right, when you but immune to ghost. So, but immune to know. ghost. That's true. That is, that is true. There is that, but yeah, I think I think flavor wise, it's it's a fun combo though. It's it's definitely nothing we've seen before. I, I we're getting the poison, I guess, from the little bit of presumably poison on its little teeth, feather, tongue thing, and. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but that is what I was staring at in confusion, is whatever is protruding out of its snout. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. they're little buck teeth. That seems like it makes the most sense to me, but also the angle that they're at um, doesn't make a lot okay. of sense. No, I, I, I did glance at uh, our first entry, and it looks like teeth is, is what those are. Those are teeth. It's just like... They're coming out of, like, the bottom half of its snout at, like, a 45-degree angle. So it's like, what is... Where is the mouth, and why are the teeth protruding in that direction? That's where the mouth is. Yeah, I I guess. Yeah, but why are they sticking out straight like that? Like, what? Uh, They're they're very loose. It's easy to manipulate them. (laughs) They can fold them forward. (laughs) Maybe. I I hate that. (laughs) <laughs> so i guess overall I'm, I'm trying to describe the rest of its body though like it's sort of just like, sort of a swinub with a nose on the front of it yeah just a like, little, a, like a, a little like a dome. mask with these like, or like big a green almond shaped goggles on it or something mm, yeah that are like yeah. green humongous green eyes with teeny tiny little pupils right but its eyes are like taking up most of the front of its face yeah it does have little ears at the the, on the sides of its little like black markings mask um got this little tuft of hair it's got four little feet that are very cute um no legs and maybe just like a hint of a tail on it kind of like a a blue and white coloring on the rest of its body outside of its it's it's totally black or like really dark brown uh face and white teeth the hair and just the general look for some reason is reminding me of like it feels like it should be an enemy in a paper mario game to mm. me and i wonder yeah, if it's no, the hair tuft yeah that seems like a Paper a Mario Nintendo character. staple of, right. of design, of creature yeah. design. I'm thinking of like the Tubba Blubba species, yes. whatever they were. Yes, exactly. That's probably why I was thinking of Gulpin is because what I was actually thinking of was Tubba Blubba. Yeah, which is, he's a he's a spike, is apparently what he is called. Sure. Um, which is like, how am I supposed to Google spike, like anything yeah, Mario related? Google-able. yeah. Um, well uh, I wonder what percentage of our listeners were just like they just said a bunch of nonsense words (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paper Mario is a pretty fun game if you you get around to playing it but you could also just google uh, Paper Mario blah 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 if you google Spike Mario um, that is actually what shows up is, is Spike 
the 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 creature, the enemy, which throws the little spike balls at you, and has a little tuft of hair. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Shrudel. Shrudel is eight inches and one point five pounds. It is so very small. small. It's one and a half pounds only. There's a lot. It feels like there's a lot of small Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet they introduced, and it made it, I think, a little harder for me to like seek them out or be really endeared to them, just because they were it was so hard to see them. Like I remember Shrudels running around in the in the game a lot, but I was like, "What is that? Like, is that an ant? Like, it was so tiny." <laughs> Yeah, like, that's I, true, cause, because it was one of the newer ones where the Pokemon is actually running around out in the world. I think they probably wanted to really, like... It probably made them think more about sizes, because right. when you don't actually see the physical Pokemon, they're like, I don't know, whatever, it's a foot tall. And mm-hmm. it's like, most Pokemon are a foot tall. But right. when they were like, we want it to be like a, a little mouse. And I was like, well, then you gotta commit. A big little mouse. Max. Yeah, 1.5 pounds, just teeny tiny, little little baby. Um, with, uh, with sharp little floppy (laughs) buck teeth coming out. Um, yeah, it's cute. I like it. The, the teeth part is a little unsettling. It it just, yeah, it just feels wrong. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. I gotta, okay. I'm going to put my grandma on blast right now. Okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> My grandma has this little, like, uh, statue thing that uh-huh. she has had on one of her, like, end tables next to her couch for, like, 15 years. And it's, like, basically, it's a little it's a little guy, uh, like, reading a book who's clearly supposed to be floating in, like, a body of water. But it's, like, your table is the body of water, so it's just, like, mm. feet cut off at a certain point and like upper torso cut off at a certain point and the rest of him appears to be like under the surface of the water do you know what i okay, mean okay yeah so it's like it's just the like top half of his feet and anyway it doesn't matter his feet are like crossed one over the other and whoever made this statue made a mistake uh <laughs> in the way they made his toes so it's like he has two left feet. It's like his big oh. toe starts on the same side of both foot feet. And you might not be able to notice it because his feet are crossed and it's just this silly little statue thing. Um, but I notice it and can't help but look at it. Like every time I go to her house, I'm just like, somebody made a mistake. Somebody mm-hmm. really goofed this. How did they goof this so bad? And it's like, <laughs> it's all I can think about, you know? So it's like, is Shrudel cute? Yeah, I like its big giant eyes. Why are its teeth at that angle? <laughs> no, because that's all I can think about. It's driving me insane. <laughs> I think it just it's because... feels like somebody made a mistake. <laughs> like that can't, well, simply can't be right. Because its teeth are, are supposed to also be like like a pen or like a stylus that it like you know does does markings with. Oh, because doodle. Yeah. Shrudel doodle. Okay. Well, what's the I name of Shrudel mean? That. Yeah, I guess we should get into that, huh? All right, so English, uh, shrewdle. Maybe a combination of shrew, shrewd, and doodle. A shrewd doodling shrew. Yeah, um, shrewd. What is this? It's like uh, having or showing sharp powers of judgment, astute. Yeah. Um, And shrew, a shrew is like, that's like, 
I guess an insectivore for... mammal. Apparently, I didn't realize they were insectivores. They also it's definitely have snouts. If you if you Google shrew, they've got they've got the the long yeah, pointed got snouts, little, little nosies, but, but notably tiny eyes as opposed to uh, gigantic eyes. Yeah, they do not have the sort of like undersea fish, uh, deep sea fish eyeballs that that Schrudel is rocking here. Yeah. Um, mostly yeah, okay. what I know about shrews is that uh, the stuff that I learned about them from Brian Jakes mm-hmm. and sort of their social structures in the Red Wall series of books, um, not helpful in this situation. No, not quite. <laughs> um, are they shrewd in that one? Um, mostly they're, like, they live out in the wild and they like boats. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay, I couldn't like remember much about Shrews. No. They say Laga Laga Log. Uh, they have a, sure. a, a chieftain called Laga Log always. Okay, great. Such is, the, such is the pattern of things. Okay, okay. I feel like they're characters that he introduces when he wants to have, like, a large group of unnamed allies who can be killed for dramatic import. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, a bunch of shrews died there, but none of our main characters. Yeah, it's okay. Ma- many, uh, <laughs> many Bothans gave their lives for this yeah, information. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that is the function of shrews in Brian Jakes's yeah. uh, narrative works. Good, good. Well... Yeah, this is this is Shrewdel, and I think that's a that's a pretty solid portmanteau, even even just with Shrew and Doodle. Like it's yeah, a Doodle I'm not and sure Shrew. About the shrewd. We'll, we'll we'll see whether we think it's uh, astute. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the Japanese name? The Japanese name is Shirushu, Shirushu, which may be combining Shiru, which means juice, Shirushi, which is a mark or sign. Shrew and Shuru Shuru, which is an onomatopoeia for rustling. Which is fun. Yeah, I like that. Shuru oh, Shu. So Japanese it's like onomatopoeia around. is always so good. Yeah, uh, I do enjoy them quite a bit. Uh, juice. So, juice, I don't totally get. Is that grape but juice? But it does seem to be right in there. <laughs> yeah. And, but also that could be Shirushi that they're pulling on because right. it's it's doing the doodles. Yeah, the perhaps. Marker sign. It's its eyes look like they're full of juice. <laughs> like maybe the maybe the juice is the poison. Yeah, poison juice. Uh, could be. That's a good. That's some. That's some fun wordplay. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, Shirushu. It's fun. Um, what about the the German? The German name is Sproxy. Yes, yeah, which is combining sprun, which means to spray, and toxin. Sproxy. Yeah, you hear about toxins? It's, it's, it's so poison. I guess it's, I guess it's spraying toxins. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, we'll see. I suppose. Um, it definitely looks more like it's just like a like a pen, like dipped in poison ink, but. Um, right. Spraying maybe it can maybe spray. is happening as well. Maybe it's spraying from its like little nose onto its teeth. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Painting with its poison boogers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, not sure about the spraying. I think German's going to be the only one to touch on that, but um, slightly different in the French. The French is Gribourain from Gribouillet to scribble and musarain which means shrew 
The scribbling shrew. Yeah, it's a little scribbler. Just a little scribbler. Gribouillet. Hmm. To scribble. You ever play uh, Scribble Knots? Uh, no. <laughs> I never did. Was... was that the one where it was just like you could write any word and it would conjure up that yeah that thing? You know, you any any word puzzles. asterisk, but you know, yeah. Every was... noun yeah, that was... ever existed was, was in the game. game. Totally, yeah, and it, like with different variations. How do you say it again? Gris brain? Gribouillet. Gribouillet. Scribble yeah. and shrew. Yeah, scribble shrew. That's fun. Musarain and gribouillet. Yeah. Griborain. Um, Korean seemingly not combining a whole lot of words here, but um, let's, let's, let's so, see. I think I would pronounce this Tatjuru. Yeah. Tatjuru. Juru sounds like shrew, probably, so yeah. Yeah, right. So, Tatjui is a musk shrew, and then a shrew is a shrew. <laughs> so, it's a musk shrew. Combined shrew. with the shrew. It's like, okay. Like, is, what, are, are musk shrews poisonous? Um, hmm. Also known as the Asian house shrew, I guess? Sure. Um, Do they have a musk? Poison. Um, oh, it's probably it, just funky. It might, it might be poisonous. What? But when I when I when I uh, do a search for poison on the Wikipedia page for the Asian Asian house shrew, I'm just getting a link to a source uh, of a of a website article titled "Poisonous Shrews." But there's nothing in the actual Wikipedia article saying this is poison. So, you know. You'd think they would bring that up. And I'm not willing to d dive that deeply to find out. Yeah, um, we're not going that far. We, this is the, the extent of our research process. Unlike rats, population levels of house shrews remain low. Despite its use as an insect control, it can be unpopular due to the strong odor of its droppings, which may which it may deposit in human dwellings behind kitchen cupboards, etc. Um, so it'll get it'll get rid of your bugs, but it's a little stinky guy. Yeah, and it's gonna make stinks in they, hard to reach places. They'll kill I chicks say, too. So I would say not worth it. I feel like there are probably other ways to get bugs out of your house other than having yeah. the trade off. Because then you're in a real old lady who swallowed the fly kind of right, a situation. Right, it's tricky. They say it is known to occasionally kill young chicks, making it unpopular with farmers. Although rats probably kill more chicks and more quickly, so it's well, like I, no one said anything about installing rats in my farm. Yeah, are people using rats for insect control? Because that's a bad idea. Well, I think, I think they in were, general introducing rodents of any kind is probably a they, bad. Idea. They eat a lot of insects, like cockroaches and even house yeah. mice. So they I can, guess if. If shrews are insectivores, then I don't need to worry about them eating, like, stuff that I care about, right? All they're going to eat well, is bugs. And sometimes and your, your baby bugs. chickens. And, and sometimes my baby chickens. And that sometimes your human food, such as meat in kitchens or dog or Wait, cat Wait, so food. then they're not insectivores. They <laughs> lied to me. <laughs> they, 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 primarily, it's the bugs. Um, consist mostly of harmful insects is their diet, but, you know. Nice of them to go after the harmful ones. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's uh, that's our our sub podcast on the on the Asian house shrew. 
Not not a recommended pesticide to use. Uh, no, and they reach too many. The 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 costs outweigh the returns. Right. Um, but okay, what's uh, what, what, what we got for the Chinese name of, of Shrudel here? Uh, Chinese name, Mandarin, Zi, Xian, Cantonese, Zhi, Japin. Hmm. Zhi hmm? or Jap, juice. Yanshu or Yinsu, Talpid. What? The uh, heck does that mean? T A L P I D. Talpid. It's like a. It's like a mole. Um, oh, sure. Is that like a scientific, like the the family name or something? Talpidae. The family Talpidae includes ah. the moles, some of whom are called true moles and desmonds, um, small insectivorous mammals. Now that is a shrew mole. This. Yeah is a juice mole (laughs) (laughs) juice um again with the juice gonna have to see if that comes into play at all but uh unclear for now i think they must be referring to whatever is dribbling and drabbling off of its teeth that it's also using to make little doodles in the dirt but i'm also just imagining um if you like shake it around like its eyes will start sloshing and you'll see like liquid (laughs) because it's all full of juice (laughs) yeah Side juice. Like a Capri Sun. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good. Um, I guess, yeah, because the, there was a little bit of uh, other stuff on Bulbapedia. They said it may be based on the Iberian Shrew or the Pyrenean Desmond, which are two species of shrew found in the Iberian Peninsula. It's venomous bite may be inspired by the fact that certain shrews species are among the few venomous mammals and have a venomous bite what? that is used to paralyze earthworms and other prey. Paralyze an oh earthworm? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say that earlier. I was like, are there even any venomous mammals? Mm. Maybe like, I feel like maybe platypus or echidna might have some poison going on because they're yeah. just little weirdos. Weird. But uh, shrews, there you have it. Okay. It they, can be done. Yeah, they can, you can poison. They can poison anything. Um, they being they the, the forces of, of evolution and biology. <laughs> uh, yeah, they also Wikipedia also says the shape of its snout, combined with the fact that it evolves into a Pokemon based on an AI, suggests that it also may be based on a true shrew, a small mammal from Southeast Asia that is believed to be the closest evolutionary relative to primates, which is. Hmm. What it'll be evolving into, ish. Um, it's it's large eyes and evolutionary line could be inspired by mouse lemurs. Um, could be based on the any species of shrew tenrec in the genus Microgale, which are native to Madagascar, just like the AI. Tenrecs in general have the unique behavior of licking their paws and spreading their saliva around their territory as a method of scent marking. Hmm. Um, lastly, on the origin uh, for Shrudel. Uh, it says its overall body shape may pay homage to Kilroy was here, the popular graffiti. Which I is guess. Like, I don't I guess, know about that. It's like, it, if it wasn't like a graffiti that was like common, like, uh, it's like, oh, okay, I guess maybe that's possible. Um, Since it's a doodler that it might have been inspired by a doodle. I could see yeah. it, I guess. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's tricky, um, but yeah, once you once you look at it, like okay, yeah, I guess that it does kind of have a have a Kilroy, uh, 
nose and the two little dots for its pupils gonna mm-hmm. add to it um yeah that's uh that's shrewdal let's uh let's take a quick break and then um yeah let's let's gear up for our all these entries we gotta read Woo! get all ready right. be right back hello and welcome back to beyond the ball uh, Pokemon podcast where we talk about Pokemon and read all their funny little Pokedex entries, even if there is a measly two of them. We we randomly decide who we will talk about every week, and sometimes we get some some real real fresh ones, which I, I like. You know, keeping them in the mix, you know, just in case. Um, it also makes uh, an easier, shorter episode for us to record. So, listen, we have to catch them all. We it's, have to. We can't leave anyone behind. Exactly. Um, so let's, uh, let's dive right into it's Trudel's first Pokedex entry from Scarlet. All right. So our Scarlet version entry says, though usually a mellow Pokemon, it will sink its sharp poison soaked front teeth into any that anger it, causing paralysis in the object of its ire. Okay. Usually I, I mellow. I quite enjoy the word choice in this entry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a Pokemon described as mellow before. Um, at least not by the Pokedex. Usually pretty mellow, but if you make it angry, if anybody makes it angry, it will stab you with its poison teeth. Right. That doesn't feel that mellow, but maybe it's got a high bar for what makes it angry. Right, because it's usually mellow, you know, but if, if, if it does get angry, anyone that does does anger it anyone. is getting paralyzed. Well, Bam. Causing paralysis, which is like yeah. how is that like? Probably you know, depends on how big you are. I assume are, that's like, usually how poison works. Is your arm going to be numb for like an hour, or are you going to like are you need to be in bed life? for yeah years of your life? Who knows? Um, there's probably some some antidotes out there. It's some it's level of paralysis happens, but those those teeth aren't aren't tiny like they'll no, they're pretty big they don't look very sharp either i will say right. kind of rounded on the tips but they are they seem to be yeah poison soaked is is what they they say um yeah Wait, not sure that, where that poison coming from yeah yeah that's a great soaking, question maybe soaking it's, the teeth is it just its spit like what are we, i would i would guess on? like it's gums maybe but like then like the whole tooth all like all of the teeth but it's just the front bit of the yeah, teeth you can see a very distinctive purple shine on the tips of its teeth. Maybe it's just like it does feel a lot like a. Um, I wonder if it, it's probably mechanically similar to like a fountain pen, you know, because right. like the shape of the teeth is kind of conjuring a fountain pen, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like poison will just sort of naturally work its way down the center, uh, the center divide there between the teeth from a source higher up in the mouth. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Interesting. And then it jams that poison right into you when you when you make it angry. When you make it angry, yeah. Um, which, yeah, sure. I mean, usually mellow. It'll sink its teeth into any of the anger it, causing paralysis, yeah. You know, uh, a solid entry all in all, but like also not super mind-blowing like you know this is what i would expect from like a lot of animals you know right they won't bother you if you don't bother them yeah this one is a little extra dangerous because it can paralyze you so please it's a poison bite 
and it will use it because that's why else would it have it yeah but for the most part you should be fine yeah because it's uh, eight inches and one pound so yeah you know. just don't make it angry yeah or just you know kick it you know over well, the that hill might make it angry Braden. Then it might come back and sink its little fangs into you. Yeah, is it, yeah. Good luck catching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I run this a, like a little? That, uh, you know, the, how fast is this the, mouse? The hypothetical like snail that is chasing you thing that people talk about on the internet. No. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, you get like a, a, a million billion dollars or whatever, but there's a snail that is always hunting you and it's always moving towards you. And if it touches you, you die and it never stops. But I get a billion dollars or something? Yeah, or whatever. Okay. There's like a, it's, they're like, would you do it and how would you solve it or whatever? I would, it's I like would a, pay someone a billion dollars a year to figure it out. <laughs> To just figure it out. Like, hey, this is your problem. Deal with this. This is your problem. It's also my problem, because if this snail touches me, I will die. Right. (laughs) I have to assume that you could construct some sort of snail-proof dwelling. Mm. (laughs) Probably, right? Like, there's gotta be... But then it might be waiting outside for you. It's enough money. Like, waving at me like an Adventure Time. Yeah, right. Anyway, that was not the intent of this. Uh, well, that's not what we're talking about here. No. I'm just comparing it to Shrudel because you kick Shrudel, you know, if, you know, away from you, and it's going to start coming back yeah. to bite you, probably. S- speed is its highest stat, um, I suppose. Sure. But that I makes guess sense. But the, it's still got little teeny tiny legs. The the main way to test this actually is to um, Put, take one out and see how well it can keep up with you. Yeah, take it out, then hop on my dinosaur bike and run away as fast as i can and see right. see if it can Your catch dinosaur up bike. How, right. how quickly because it's, yeah it's interesting we, we can i don't know what the unit would be but technically like we can measure like you know the speed of most pokemon um speed mm-hmm. of like you know their how fast they can they could run i guess maybe it'll go faster if it's actually chasing something or whatever but gosh yeah i'll, I'll have to i'll have to See if I can get one out and play with it. Like looking at it now, it's like one I wish I had I had captured and, and invested in, but also it was just this little teeny tiny guy. Yeah, and only got six spots of the team, and right. like it's... Uh, I'm I'm like walking over it without even seeing it constantly. So I will say, in the modern games, I'm much more likely to invest my time in a Pokemon because one, it doesn't take as much work to raise them up, and two. Mm when you can swap them out of your team without having to go back to a Pokemon Center, uh, yeah, it becomes much more enticing to just be like, yeah, well, I can swap and trade as necessary. Totally. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a try if I can tear myself away from Honkai Star Rail for long enough to <laughs> open up a different video game. But okay, that's our, our first entry. Uh, it's mellow, it poisons you, um, paralysis, potentially. Um Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's read our, our second and final entry. All right, so rounding out our entries here, uh, Violet version. To keep enemies away from its territory, it paints markings around its nest using a poisonous liquid that has an acrid odor. Acrid, huh? Acrid. So that's uh, just straight up the behavior of a real shrew that you were just talking about. Right, yeah, they do that on like the trees or whatever. They spit um, around on their territory. At least one of the to... many shrews I read about in the last ten minutes. Um, right. 
acrid, having an irritatingly strong and unpleasant taste or smell. No further specificity, just gross. Yeah, irritatingly gross. Hmm. Paints markings around its nest. I guess it doesn't bother it. Um, doesn't mind the smell. Even though it's got that big old nose, I think. I think it's a nose. Uh, nose, mouth, snout, face. Uh, it better not be bothered by the smell of its own spit because it's covering its home territory in it all the time. Right. I would love to know who its enemies are exactly. Um, but I imagine it's got a lot when you're that small. Um, and a lot of Pokemon are out there who are bigger than you and eat stuff like little mice. Little teeny mice. Poison or otherwise. Yeah. Paints markings around this. Yeah, like, so far all of this is interesting, but also not so far out of the realm of a normal animal um, abilities and behavior. No, no, nothing. I mean, literally, I think, yeah, both of our entries... I think we're probably dealing with kind of a, like, Spider-Man situation. I also just watched Spider-Man the other day, which is why I'm making this comparison. But they have that special spider that they've imbued with all of the properties of several different spiders. This is that mm. much true. Right, It's got right. the poisonous bite. It's got the spit territory marking. You know, right. like... So if we make it radioactive... Really one true in real life. And but let yeah, it bite you, then you get all those it's powers, not even, too. It's not even radioactive, in the oh, Sam yeah. Raimi one, in the Tobey Maguire one, it's, it's just, just a spider that they that they geneticked up, and they're like, "Hey, one of your spiders is missing," and she's like, "Oh, well, I don't know. Someone must be working on it. It's fine." Yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, it's, a, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Fantastic. Um, Shrudel though is just the uh, just like a uh, the the ultimate shrew seems like right With, in the same way that that spider is the ultimate spider this has all of your sprue sprue shrew superpowers yeah and if you get bit by this one you'll just be paralyzed um so don't. and maybe you would be shrew man if you could move but mm, right exactly right. <laughs> It paints markings. It's uh, Paint is an important verb here because um, it's going to evolve into something a, a lot more artistic uh, as, it, as it happens. Um, and yeah, that'll have some extra blurbs in addition to its, its entries because they did a whole um, news press thing on the website for, for oh, its nice. evolution. So we'll, we'll have a little more to dig into. But uh, for now, that's that's Shrudel, the, the, the stinky little shrew super shrew um mega shrew mega shrew uh what 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 do we think the uh, I'm, i i feel like i was onto something there it's like uh this stinky little super shrew super shrew just like stitchill don't make it angry <laughs> <laughs> just let it chill you know, just relax. Let it vibe or face the consequences. Yes, excellent. Cool. Yeah, this stinky little super shrew, just like super shrew. I'm gonna have to say that slower. Super this stinky, super this stinky little super shrew, just likes to chill. Let it vibe or face the consequences. Good. Fine. Great. 
Um, what's the humanity of Frudel? Um, is, is it one? Should we give it a point for its? I mean, it's not described as painting for like aesthetic purposes, but mm-hmm. only f- for territory marking purposes. So I don't think we right. can even give it points for that. I think it might just be a one. Yeah, I. Yeah, there's just not enough. I don't, I don't see any 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 other thing. Now, Deadly Dis, I think it's maybe maybe a two, just because it's like poison, yeah. but like. Paralysis sure. seems like to be the height of its capabilities, and that's right. Not... It won't do it unless you make it angry, and it's, it's not going to kill you. It's either. not lethal. So two, maybe a three. It's so small, Meh. though. Yeah, it's probably a two. <laughs> okay, um, companionship. Uh, it's unfortunately low because it's mm. it's so stinky. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna leave a stinky juice everywhere. Yeah, you really got a time. Like. It is cute and small. I mean, so, people own ferrets, and they kind of are notoriously stinky. If you Although if you set up a I, whole I've also little heard like you can get them like distinct. Yeah, if you if you could make it, give it a, a nest that's appropriate, or like you know, give it a solid territory with with no enemies. You know, maybe you can get it to kind of chill out because otherwise, like it's it's pretty mellow. So. I feel like we could do maybe a two or a three on this one. Yeah, if you can get past the stinkiness, I think that works. Yeah, like, because avoiding making your pet or, well, companion, like, angry is kind of like, that's step one that's, to having a companion. Territory. You, you know? should do that anyway. Yeah. So, I don't think you have to worry about the paralysis. You just You just got to get over the stink. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you could find ways around that. Um, great pet for, uh, for Krillin from Dragon Ball, for sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. If you happen to be specifically Krillin. Um, I'm going to put three unless you stop me. Uh, that's fine. I'm fine with three. Okay. We did it. One, two, three. (laughs) It happened. Uh, that's, uh, that's Shrudel. We uh we did it, we're all done. Um, it was it's cute. It's it's new. It's fresh. Um, it's a it's a it's a cool design. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Again, is it, you know the teeth they bother me. I wish Why it was a little bigger. Like maybe I guess like yeah. like it, I I don't feel. I like that it's mostly eyes. I enjoy that a lot. That's cool. Yeah, but like I feel like I would I would enjoy it more if it was like a like a little dog like at my side running around with me then rather than a tiny little mouse tall. yeah yeah let's uh let's wrap up here and uh prepare to talk about next week's episode which will feature Schrudel's evolution whose name is Grafai which is definitely a little more interesting in terms of the, at least in terms of the info we'll have, um, and the the size, uh, which is a little more mm. average Pokemon sized in my head, at least. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for uh, any other cool stuff you you yeah, whatever pay attention to. Do yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what other podcasts do you listen to? Let us know. I'm curious. Uh, we uh, we're done for today, though. 
Thank you so much to PokemonDB.net and Wikipedia and Cerebi for all of the useful info that I grabbed from them. Uh, thank you to you, the listener, again, for, for supporting us in our, in our nerdy academic endeavors. If you want to support the show a little more, you can do so at Kofi.com slash BeyondTheBall and give us some money. And thank you to Party Fish Media, which is the podcast network that we are a proud member of. You can find out more about them at partyfish.media and check out all the other cool shows going on there. For now, we're going to go. Will, what's a, yeah, what, what's a, what's a shrew fact? Um, we've, we've gone through so many shrew facts already. I was going to say, I, most of the shrew facts I know I learned in the last hour. Yeah, well... Uh, regardless Other than the of ones facts, I already mentioned about Redwall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will's gonna Will's gonna close us off here with uh, a recommendation of his favorite Redwall book. Oh no! Um, probably Matimio. Matimio. That's the first sequel, right? That's the, the second book in the whole. Right. Thing. It's the one that is a direct sequel to Redwall. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Matimio... It's got a badger in it called Orlando the Axe. He's got a oh, big yeah, axe. Oh, yeah, Orlando the Axe. He's just a single dad trying to look out for his kid. It's pretty good stuff. Love it, love it. And Matimio is Matthias's son, right? Correct. Right? Matthias being yes. the main character of yes. the first one. And he's okay. a little, he's a little uh, troublemaker. And Bit of a scamp. And how to how to be grown up and responsible. Because he gets kidnapped by slavers. The classic. <laughs> that's a that's a great way to <laughs> responsibility. Classic growing up story, you know, oh, coming of geez. age. So you sometimes you get kidnapped by slavers, and you have to lead your merry band of, uh, you know, youths Yikes. through that harrowing experience. Man, yeah, I'm just remembering the the Clone Wars episode where Ahsoka gets kidnapped by Trend Ocean slavers, and it was. Uh, Definitely uh, a growing experience for her and some other <laughs> folks. Yeah. Um, but okay, we'll we'll leave it there for now. Uh, we hope you've learned and grown and become more responsible through our um, edification. Uh, Without having to be kidnapped. Yes. Uh, thank you so much again. My name is Braden. My name is Will. Go beyond the ball. The National Film Festival for Talented Youth is the world's largest for filmmakers aged 24 and younger and is proud to spotlight its annual festival selection of over 200 films by inviting you to a weekly interview diving into an extended look at the filmmaker's film, their process, and their inspirations, hosted by Nifty's programmers and staff. Embrace those positive Nifty vibes during the festival off-season with this podcast, presented by Partyfish Media every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay up to date with Nifty at nifty.org or on Facebook and Twitter at nfty or on Instagram and TikTok at niftyfilm. Partyfish Media.
Partyfish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.